Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Ew. Tim, it's a good time to be a Boston sports fan, wouldn't you say? It's definitely a good time when you only care about the garden. <laughs> the yeah. And the Balcony Chatter themes. Uh, both, yeah. Both it's of a, our it's teams a good time. are, it's good are winter. doing pretty well. Yeah. There's other teams in Boston, some of them active. Other ones active in other ways. It's but true. Both of ours are <laughs> best record in each league. Is that good? Uh also Providence Bruins are number one in the in the AHL as well. Of course. The other team we cover exclusively. <laughs> no, but I think it's worth <laughs> noting only because What are the Red Claws doing? Hold on. Let me hold on one second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would like to know just because, but um I think it's worth noting only because Everybody talks about how bad the Bruins farm system is and how mediocre they are. I mean, I, I think that that's a pretty good sign. Yes, of course it's early, and you know who, who knows what happens. But like, you, you don't you're not in first place with a terrible, terrible farm system. There's something in the water. <laughs> they transport something the water, water from Boston to Providence. Yep, that dirty water goes everywhere, and they play good hockey. But I don't know. It's crazy, man. You were just at the Garden tonight. How how crazy is the atmosphere? I mean, it definitely, you could tell after the games, especially since we haven't lost a game at home yet, it's just like there is something special. People on a Tuesday night or on a Thursday night are treating it like a like a playoff win. You know, they're like crazy trying to get out of the out of the Garden. Um, everybody's obviously on on a high because we haven't lost yet. So. You know, anybody that's coming out to these games is having a good time so far. And it, it, I, I know we keep saying it, but like the team feels special. It feels like there's something different, something special about this team. It's not just the coaching, it's not just the players that are playing well. It's all of it combined. I mean, all of it is, is what good teams that win have all of these things they have depth scoring, they have good coaching, they have good leadership. And we have all of those things right now with a long way to go in the season. We're not even a quarter of the way through, but we're we're damn close. Hey, you got to be good uh, early on to be good in the end. Exactly. It isn't necessarily true, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, also, I just I mean, I know we win a lot, but I don't want that to take away from the fact that, you know, congratulations on being at a night, another game in person where you get to see a Boston sports team beat a Philadelphia sports team. <laughs> it's just it's just a little extra special every time. Oh yeah. Uh, you, did you happen to see? I I was watching. It it went a little viral. It went like Sports Center and stuff. Uh, but Tortorello coaches them now, right? He does. And so they were interviewing him in between periods, in between the glass. And they're like, "Torts, what are you seeing out there?" And he goes, "We suck tonight. We're not forechecking at all." <laughs> and like, and then they're like, "Well, what do you want to see?" He's like. Four check and they go, All right, thanks, coach. He's like, yeah. yep. just ripped it off. <laughs> I did see that and and I also thought that that would be a perfect soundbite to clip into our newest TikTok video, which I think is pretty funny. Um so check that out for sure. And it, it includes part of that that interview, but it's always teeing, fun beating them. Teeing us, uh, teeing us up for content. Yeah. It's always fun to beat them, and it's also always fun to beat Tortorello. I know he's like a. I think he's a yeah. Massachusetts native and whatever. But like, I mean, give me a break. My favorite thing about Tortorello is how angry he gets. <laughs> exactly. I don't need him happy, especially after visiting home. <laughs> whatever. Um, 
shout out to the guy who was at the game tonight in a Rangers hat and a in a hoodie that said I hate both teams. Okay, that is the only <laughs> acceptable version of that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. That's amazing. Own it. I hate the idea so many like non-sports sports fans and it's it's rampant in LA because there's so many different cities represented and like people move from all over. So many people are just like, "Well, I'm from here, and so I'm going to wear this to the game." Yeah. Got to represent my city. No, your city's got nothing to do with this game. Right. Just just don't. Well, we're I like mean, a it, it, we're like a SpongeBob shirt. I don't give a shit. To like, be fair, do he do? probably does hate both teams being an original six team. Like if dude, he actually likes the Rangers, dude, so it's again, great. Again, no problem with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's owning it. <laughs> His team's not involved, but he's not saying I might as well represent New York. He's saying I'm going to represent New York and let everyone in this building know. <laughs> that's just that that is that sweatshirt's the embodiment of just two middle fingers up. I love it. Good, yeah, good it friend. it was funny. Shout out to that guy, whoever you are, not listening to this podcast. Everyone does it that way? Great. Anyone anyone who doesn't, it's just like someone wearing a... It's like they wear like a Seattle Seahawks jersey to a Bruins game. It's just like, (laughs) what are you doing? Who cares? Why? I don't know. Should have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch, but it's fine. If Marshawn's there and wearing his own jersey from Seattle, that's (laughs) also approved. Totally fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, man, it's fun right now. I mean, obviously, it's fun for anyone who has season tickets, and it's fun for anyone that's a fan that is going to any of these games. And um, it's just a good time to be a fan of both teams. I mean, you that's the thing about the Celtics, too, is, like, some of these games that they've lost, which are few and far between, they've at least made it close you know they've at least made it a game and you know that you could tell that there's something special about that team too I don't know if it's that they want revenge for last year I mean they kind of beat themselves out of that championship but it's just like is Tatum finally constantly gonna be this MVP guy that everybody in the league like all these other guys in the league are like you got whoever wins MVP this year better better win it because you're not going to win it next year. You know, like, there, I don't remember who was making those comments, but they were like, Jason Tatum is going to win this very soon. So everybody try to win it now, because you're not going to have a chance later on. He has made such an astronomical jump. Uh, I do think he was gassed, and I do think he was injured, and I think we were just too young to win last year. I, I really don't think I'll ever look at last year as the title that should have been. If we don't win from here on out, I'll be more upset about that regardless sure. of how close or far we are i think these are better teams that are more destined to win this year obviously especially included at the top of the nba um i he's made just such a job he's averaging o- over 30 points on pace you know it's early by the way you guys are listening don't make us say it a thousand times we all know how early it is in both of these seasons sure but here we are at the top. Let's have some fun in this episode and just talk about the what ifs and the and the matter of facts. And the matter of the fact of the matter is, Jason T- Tatum is on pace to be the only Celtic in the history of the Boston Celtics organization to average over thirty points. That's insane. And you, we could talk about Tatum's jump, but it is just overshadowing Jalen Brown, who also has taken a great leap. It's just like you know, 
within their own respects, like what's t- what Tatum's doing is Tatum is the odds on favorite for MVP right now. That's just a fact. In, in the NBA, he's doing it on both sides of the ball. Luka Doncic is maybe doing some crazier things on offense, but not by much. And he's not doing the things that Tatum's doing on defense. Giannis is Giannis again, but Tatum is just no one's doing what Tatum's doing right now. Can't let that overshadow the fact that Jalen Brown has made a leap on both sides of the basketball. He's getting more assists, more rebound. He looks bigger. He's these two together is just they're I could not I cannot imagine a time where they don't gel together again. Like I really think those days are over. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me with with the Tatum thing is it's just like what we've always wanted from him was consistency. What you like either be consistently okay or consistently great or whatever, but like there's games where he goes off for for however many, 40 or or, or more, but and then he has a game where he'll have like 7 or or maybe not quite that extreme but 12. You know, like there were so many instances where it was like night and day the type of player that he was and this year it's just like he is on all the time and when he's not he's making up for it in other ways that are equally as important as scoring 30 plus you know yeah he's he's dropping 20 on bad shooting nights he, he right. is um he's figuring he's finding other ways to get other people involved he's finding other ways to get himself involved the Boston Celtics are getting to the line and they're making their free throws. That's another huge, huge factor here. Uh, I couldn't believe that that win over the Hawks the other night. Once we were out of our front court in Brogdon and Smart, I thought Trey Young and DeJounte Murray were due to go off, drop 50 at least between the two of them, maybe 70-plus between the two of them. Not a factor, not a problem. Celtics just dominate that game. Peyton Pritchard... Speaking of Peyton Pritchard, man, it's just like he's literally not playing because there isn't room for him. And you're seeing that because he's still a bucket and he's still relevant and he can play defense. He can hold his own. This, we have a very deep team. It's 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 pretty cool to watch. We've got a lot of people we still got to go through. We've got a lot of rosters we haven't seen. We've got a lot of teams that are still on the mend. A uh, lot of injured stars that aren't going to be injured the whole time. It's a long, long, long season, as we know. Uh, but the Lakers suck, the Nets suck, and I don't think that's going to change, and that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it it just brings me, like, a lot of joy anytime I hear anybody say that. Like, I went to the Nets-Lakers last weekend. Was it boring? No, it was phenomenal. Okay, like, it, it was one of the only games Anthony Davis has, has played well in this season. It was, it was really fun to watch. The Lakers dominated the Nets. It was the best result possible because it was their third win of the season. Wow. <laughs> and it was and it was the Nets just continuing to eat shit. The Nets would go on to lose 150 to 120 like the next night in Sacramento. I don't know if you caught that. I I did not, but yeah. The, there's Kyrie's back on Sunday, so maybe maybe all will be well. I don't I, I'm not sure. I also saw an article that said uh, AD still believes that he's a top three player in the league. That's so, it's like cute. And somebody really said is, he might be top three player on the IR. He, he's he got him. <laughs> but I him, mean, come on, dude. Kawhi's You're not, up there because Kawhi can't get off it. Supposedly Kawhi's coming back. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. Jeez, dude. He's the oldest young guy. Or oldest guy in his prime, for sure. God, 
how how much longer do you think LeBron stays in LA if they're playing this way? I mean, the clock is ticking on the other end because his son. Yeah. So he's just waiting that, it out. He doesn't care yeah. anymore about anything. I think he'd prefer to win. Well, of uh, course, but if there's the right drastic move to make them contenders in the middle of the season, I think they'll make it. Even if that includes trading Anthony Davis, which no one should want to do, in my opinion. Right. He's so fragile. I thought he quit this year. Went and saw him in person. He tore it up. But I, I don't want that guy. I'm so glad that guy was never a Celtic. Sick. What was the thing? Like his dad didn't want him to come here either. His dad said, "Yeah, the, the cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Huge. Shout yeah. out to his dad. <laughs> yeah, huge. I'm grateful. I was offended at once, and now I'm like, <laughs> bro, good looking out. That was the your best son, thing. Your son needed a bubble to win a championship. Good looking out." I'm spicy today. I don't like the Lakers. I like them sucking. <laughs> oh, dude, same. That's what I said. I mean, it just it's brings me joy to hear people say like the Lakers suck right now. They have three win or whatever, however many wins they have, but like they're terrible. Oh man, Westbrook. Uh, it's funny they like cheer for him off the bench. Cool. Like when he starts, they get booed, but when he comes in off the bench, everyone cheers for him. it's. It's a cool little setup. It feels like superstar make a wish. I don't get it, um, but it works. <laughs> it's it's weird, but I love it. I don't know. That's my favorite part of the Lakers is just Westbrook going off, whether it works or doesn't. I like, if he go, I like Westbrook. So if he drops thirty, like that's cool. And if he like goes over thirty, like <laughs> that's hilarious. Everyone's really mad. I like that we went from oh the Celtics are doing great and we have such a good team to just being a Lakers suck. hate podcast. <laughs> We don't deserve success. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, the teams do. <laughs> Maybe. But... Look, what's more important, the Celtics playing well or the Lakers playing terribly? Honestly, it's just it, we don't deserve both. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'll say. <laughs> that's, that's that's the thing. And and both of them don't necessarily look like they're going to turn around. Knock on wood. Um, one of them, I, I, I <laughs> if the Lakers turn it around, fantastic. I don't care. Uh, but let's, let's stay on course. These Celtics, my lord. Lord, I know. I feel like so. That's the thing is we we do these podcasts obviously every week. Same thing with the Bruins and the Celtics. But it's just like I expect us to have something negative to talk about or something that we're like, you know, this needs to change in order for the team to be playing better. Oh, and I I got one. I got one. Good. Go for it. All right. This was watching the ESPN broadcast of uh, the Hawks Celtics last night, and Doris Burke praises an individual on the team says he plays fantastic he's got great energy <laughs> but in my opinion he could interact with the officials less here we go and that's the most elegant way to say and i'll preface with i'm sorry aunt penny <laughs> grant williams shut the fuck up my god just shut up Stop it. Stop it. You're costing us points, and it doesn't matter because we're winning games so well. Stop it. Dude, you, you've done a full, like, you've done a full turn on Grant Williams. I've, I've done, I did this 
sick like SSX tricky trick <laughs> where I did like a 360 degree turn and then just like off of the air stalled and 360'd back. Yeah. It was, it was dope. I remember that. <laughs> that was dope. It's ongoing. I'm still in the air. That's tight. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's tight though, but but like I you definitely did that. I'm 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 so I just I I don't I'm done. Just stop. I've said on the pod. Did I say on the pod about when the game? I went to the game. I, I my whole section just turned and looked at me. I was telling him to shut up because he got a technical. Yeah. Oh. More people. So I've tried to be quiet. And Have more you? people are to talking who, about to it. who? Because <laughs> it hasn't been to me. That's for damn Fine. sure. Fine. Then you know what? I'm gonna take credit. People are catching on. That Grant Williams needs to shut up. Group texts. I'm in forums, Twitter before it collapses. <laughs> My five Doris fantasy Burke leagues. Doris Burke, the angel of the league, is elegantly saying it. He's got to shut up, dude. He really does. It's a very small problem, but he needs to shut up. Oh, I'd rather talk about, but we can talk about some other. Let's talk about other ways we're right. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Derek White's sick, and I said it all along. Derek White is very tight. Uh, like, there's no argument now, right? No. He rules. He's so good for this team. And he fits so well. Like, he he's such a likable guy, it seems like, for the team. Right? That it's like, everything is, a, everything is a win there. Absolutely. And then, did you watch the, the end of the Hawks game the other night? No, I missed it. Man. The... <laughs> I think it was Keith Jones calling the game with Doris Burke. No, no, that that's not right. Anyways, someone mentioned how it was like the Luke Cornett and one mixtape or like high school, like dunk mixtape <laughs> at the end of the game. Dude, he was just doing all these like reverse dunks, couple alley-oops. Luke Cornett had a little night, dude. I'm, I'm enjoying watching Luke. What am I saying? <laughs> well, I think that we kind of expected him insane. to have to come in, right? I mean... He had to, yeah. but I didn't expect it to work. <laughs> right, right. Like he's getting like eight points when we need him to. It's great. It's just it's he's not a I gotta imagine his plus minus isn't crazy bad. Or even bad. Considering we're, you know, the best in the league. But I don't know. This team is just, it, and it, it's weird that we didn't play Sam Hauser at all last year with how incredible he is as a shooter. I don't know. This this team is just, it's dumbfounding how it can seem like the world's a little bit over with your coach, with Media Day being all about your coach uh, and his se- sexual escapades. But maybe one of the most distracting things you can have happen without any of the team being affected, and you're the best team in the league. Dude, you weren't what, even that last year. What was that all about? Ime going to to Brooklyn, but not really. They were like, no, "We're no, gonna, no. we're gonna sign him. We're, we're watch watch us sign him." And they're like, "Nah, just kidding, bro." I I, it, I I'm convinced it took like the right voice to be like, "Hey, that's a terrible idea." Yeah, it hasn't even been a, a season. Like, because I'm sure a chorus of people were saying that, and they're like, "Yeah, well, we've gotten to the point where Woj at one point said it's it, it's like it's imminent. 
Like, yeah, like it, it, within it, the I next thought it was 24 a, to 48 hours, he's in. Yeah, it was a yes as yeah. far as I knew. It was a done deal. I want to congratulate Steve Nash on whatever he's doing now. I bet he feels great. Dude, I would I feel great phenomenal. to get away from Brooklyn and get away from Kyrie, who literally doesn't listen to a word he says. Dude, he gets away before the anti-Semitism. Fantastic. Good right? for you. Way to get out of there, Steve. But did you hear that stuff about him calling plays and Kyrie doing the exact opposite? I believe it. I mean, I, you could tell me anything about the antics between Kyrie Irving and Steve Nash, and I'd believe it. Apparently it and happened I'd, like 10 times in a single game where he was just doing the exact opposite of the play that was being called because he's Kyrie and because he's like, I don't have to listen to you because I don't like you. It's it's insane to me to do this. Yeah. Because it's like Steve Nash is, I think, he's for sure a top 10 point guard of all time. He's a legend. Arguably, he's an arguably a top five. Arguably a top five point guard of all time. Would Kyrie do that to Steve Kerr? Who is just more of a, like, he's won championships, but he's not, he's nowhere near the, like, a positional grade. As positional a great of a, of a whatever as great of honestly, a point guard honestly he in the probably history. would. You think he'd snub his nose? Like, I just I don't put his, anything I past so Kyrie. Like I think so too. It's like why? It, like who are you going to listen to? Nobody. Who have you ever listened to? LeBron James. LeBron James. That's it. I wonder what him and Brad were like. Dude, I can't even imagine. It, do, it doesn't like I can't imagine them trying to have a conversation. As soon as Kyrie got away from LeBron, it just he just completely changed. Like he he's it all became about him. It all became about like I'm going to do whatever I want and it's just like what what is I you know this is still a team sport, right? As much as there are superstars in this league, it's still a team sport. Like Like I'm just I'm just sit here right now and think David Blatt was the only head coach who could get through to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> This is why he's he's never going to win another championship. Yeah. Yeah. That and he I, I he'll find a way to not play more than 36 games a year too. It's just it's crazy. It just seems like a monetary a monetary con job at this point. I just don't get it. I don't know. But anyway, the Celtics are good. <laughs> Celtics are sick. We can't we, we can't is that the Boston in us? We just like we're like, we can't really shit talk our teams, but there's other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk. There's other teams, other people. We gotta just get we gotta get on everyone. Oh my god. Who sucks in the NHL? Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> Getting booed every time we touch the puck tonight. Well. Did he deserve it? Yes. There you go. Sounds just. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I expected to come on this week and be like, "Oh, well, you know, we kind of we lost some games here and there, and it is what it is, and this is what they did wrong." The only thing, like you had a negative for the Celtics, but it was minor. My my negative for the Bruins what? is like, stay out of the box. Like that's their whole thing is that they're still in the box a lot. Oh my god, yeah. I and, saw so much. I saw so much penalty kill when I went to the Blues game. Yeah, and they're still winning. But it's like, play a good team and be in the box that often. You are going to lose if you're in the box four. I think he even Duh. said it last week. Like, yeah, you're in the box five times against Vegas. You lose that game. Yeah, we said it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and those games are coming up. We have two games coming up against one. Uh, we do the Florida trip. We do. 
We have Saturday against Chicago. Vegas, Vegas has some blowout losses. Their your their win. Your, your you, beloved Sharks got smoked smoked them the other night. Yeah. When they lose, they can lose bad. It's weird. But I just mean like there's some tough games coming up, and like they're the no, second know, yeah. second or third Not best team that. in the league behind New Jersey. I know nobody expected that one. Um. But yeah, you got the two Florida teams, which are both good. Then you have Colorado, you have Vegas, you have Colorado again. I mean, there's some some serious games coming up here that are going to be the true test of what this team can handle. And even if they lose any of those games, how do they lose those games? Like, do they lose by a handful of goals or do they lose by one in overtime? Or, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they handle these these tough games coming up. I'm excited about it, though. And that's a weird feeling, too. Me, too, because I want the (laughs) test. Like, I want to see what the team really is. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'd be, like, a bad parent if these these teams were, like, my, my, like, toddler. Because I'd be like, ah, let's put him on a bike. (laughs) Training wheels. We don't need training wheels. Let's see what he got. Let's go. Pothole. Get run at it. (laughs) Toss him in the pool. He'll learn how to swim. Or not. He's going to swim. Look how talented he is. He's going <laughs> to swim. He's loaded with talent. <laughs> He's got a pretty good coach. <laughs> well, and that's that's what I keep thinking about, too. Like I said with this these teams earlier, it's like the teams that win championships are the teams that have depth and that have, you know, scoring f- both in basketball and hockey up and down the lineup. It's like you can't rely on one person or one line um to win you a championship like it just doesn't work anymore in this which is great yeah which speaks to the product of hockey yeah no not, not to say you were arguing that but it's just like let's acknowledge how good the sports got with that that's great i mean it makes it that much harder but it's good it should it should be the best of the best wins you want to beat the best to be the best and everyone's getting better it's it's i still believe we'll see dynasties in our lifetime though you know i don't think it'll kill dynasties but who knows yeah i mean I just think it shows with players like Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's like they have the two. They have two of arguably the best. Well, McDavid is the best player in the world. There's no arguing that one. But Dreisaitl is got to be top five best players in the world. I would say maybe even top three. And they can't yeah. win a championship to save their life. So they're on their way. Like they're better. They're good and all that. But. You know, it really goes to show you that you really do need a full team, and that's why Tampa won so many championships, and that's why Pittsburgh won back to back. And you know, they built a team from top to bottom. And and I think if you really went and looked back on a lot of these teams, maybe not bubble teams or whatever, but um, you'll notice that too. The Bruins in 2011, the whole entire team was stacked from top to bottom, offensively, defensively, they were tough as hell. Goaltending, they obviously they caught lightning in a bottle with that one. I mean, Tim Thomas, nobody was nobody was beating Tim Thomas that that year. But it's just like you really do need a full team, and in the Bruins, the last couple of years, especially 2019, like they had a good, they had a really solid team, but they clearly were missing a piece or two here and there. There was maybe a little bit not like not as much meshing going on. Like this team right now, they are a team. Like, they are together. Uh, all of the things that you hear about what they do for one another off the ice and, you know, the leadership, it's just there is something special about it, and hopefully they can bring that all the way to, you know, into the playoffs and then see what happens from there. 
I'm not I'm not the type of of fan that's like, you know, we we've won, you know, we got 30 points, we're going to the finals. It's like it's so far off and it's so tough once you get into the playoffs that it's oh, anyone's game. Yeah. I mean, not not to mention how many President Trophies winners get bounced in the first, second round. Winning the season doesn't matter in the NHL, and that's the other beauty of it. That's why the greatest thing in sports is playoff hockey. It's still anyone's game. But to get there with momentum, rules. That's good. I so Great. so You're desperately want to be. I want to be in second place in the league when the playoffs start by one point. I don't want the you president's don't. trophy. Yeah. I hate it. I believe it. in the division. I'm with that. I don't, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't want it. We win it. I'm like, ah, I'd rather have not, but yeah. I guess I can't I can't argue it's a bad thing. Winning no, the and league. teams do win, but, but it's it, it's more rare. And I, I share that superstition with you. There's a lot of pressure on the teams that win the president's trophy. They're like, Well, look at you won all these games, you score all these goals, you should be you should win. And it's like, but the playoffs are a different breed in every single sport. Once yeah. every once teams get in there, it's it's square one all over again. And that's, that's what I want it in all four sports. Yeah. I mean, that's you love a good underdog about, like, story. The recent changes of the NBA. Yeah. Like the, even like yeah, the Warriors are a dynasty, but they were the third in the West. Clay had just come back. Yeah. It was a cool story. It was it was by no means their title to win that year. Right. Uh, and it, n- nor was it the Celtics who were in 10th place in middle of January, you know. Uh the NBA is at least improving from, you know, which I ironically the beginning of the Warriors dynasty when it was like surefire bets and then they added Kevin Durant, it was almost not worth watching. But the balance is is the beauty of the NHL. It's by far the most balanced. It's the most up for grabs. I thought the MLB was pretty up for grabs this year. I mean, clearly. I mean, you know, Houston was good, but the other three teams in the final four weren't necessarily supposed to be there at all yeah uh nfl's just one game you know um but yeah it it, it means it means everything and nothing all at once and everyone should be enjoy wins that's what i'd say to everybody and to myself included enjoy these wins yeah and that's just it like don't, don't don't let them go to your head i know that i expected to come in saying maybe having to talk about some other stuff but I'm happy, man. I'm glad to be in the position that both teams are in, and you yeah, know man. we I'm, have only positive things to yeah, positive things enjoying to talk about. And I don't want, I don't want the negative stuff. Like, I, I no. if if we don't, I'm I'm hoping that we don't lose another game for the rest of the seasons. So we should probably just try to do that. Yeah, I it's think like, we should try. It's like if in, they if they quit, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> it's like in Happy Gilmore when he scores that hole in one, and he's like, "I should just do that the whole time. I just do that every time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that's so much easier. So just yeah, we just don't lose anymore. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about how the greatest players, you know, it doesn't necessarily like matter. Like they need the great team around them, and that that comes down to the executive. So while we're on the pub, the subject of Zen and trying to keep good, like good vibes, you know, we might as well still just fire Don Sweeney. Um, <laughs> I think that's fine. <laughs> you know, we don't want him to like sign. We don't need him to like bring in like the next Hitler or like you know whatever. I really wasn't yeah. sure where you were going with that until it came <laughs> until you hit like the punchline on it. Yes. So, yes, I Great. would. I would enjoy seeing him sign Pasta Pasta Knock first. Pasta Why would I say it like that? 
Oh, guys, I meant to share. I sent it to Andrew, and I meant to put it up on our page. If you haven't seen Pasta do the the mid quarter <laughs> yeah. interview with as himself. both head as both Celtics head head coach Joe Mazzulla and the interviewer, it's it is long. First of all, it's a lot longer than you would think it would be. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. All gold. It's so good. He's a gem, dude. He really is. He's like a he's like a human uh, content reel. Like everything I, he does is just funny. I know it means nothing, but I really do think he loves Boston sports. Yeah. Like, I loves the Celtics, and I think he really wants to be in this city. God, just pay the man. Just pay him anything Please. and everything. If if we do this and we pay him, I will suck for the rest of his contract after Patrice Bergeron re- re- retires. I will gladly be in last place watching David Pasternak score 40 goals a year. I don't give a shit. I'm down. You know... uh. I, I've been thinking the same thing, you know, once Bergeron's gone. I'm talking know. post this. Sure, tour. sure. But I was thinking the same thing about, you know, what are we going to be when Bergeron's gone and when Krejci's gone and and so on. But the way that Lindholm is playing, the way that McAvoy is, is going to play for a long time, if we re-sign Pasta, you know, you have a really good core right there. We have a, we have, we do. We have a... We have a young core. It could be a very fast rebuild. Totally. And what I mean by that is, you know, a couple years or whatever, but it's not going to be 10. Yeah. And then you look at Providence and maybe it's not even a couple years, whether that's moving pieces or people ready to step up. They seem to love. And I'm not saying contenders, but I'm saying still a playoff team. Yeah. And therefore, you know, then I am saying kind of contenders. Well, and then that's 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 where it gets fun, right? Because, you know. You know the expectations are low because you don't know what to expect because there's no Bergeron, there's no big guy like that. But you make the playoffs, maybe you squeak in, and then you have that potentially fun and magical run. Like maybe they make a real run for the cup and they just get hot at the right time. And it's it's those are the fun teams because it's like we we don't expect to win the cup, but if we make the playoffs, who knows? It could be fun. And then if they there. do end up winning, then it's even better. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not ready to talk about rebuild yet. I'm not ready to talk about anything other than how well the team's hey, man, playing. Hey, man, both these teams are in the top of the their division. Let's talk, like, after Jalen and Jason retire, what the Celtics might look like. Yeah, exactly. And that's in 10 years from now, 15 yeah. years from now, I hope. Well, well, guys, as you've heard tonight, we're bad at talking about when we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we're good at talking about when the Nets are bad. And the Lakers. And the Lakers, yeah. Man. I love I, it. I'm loving this, man. I'm just, just enjoy enjoy the good. We'll have plenty to talk about. The the Celtics winning without Robert Williams is another thing that is just crazy. That was like us, you know, the Bruins winning without McAvoy, without Marshan. It's like we're gonna add a piece like that back to our team and we're playing this one. well. It's exciting. Very exciting. What is his due? Or is it his like somewhat expected due date back? New year in the new year. January. Yeah, it's very undefined. Right. I feel like the range is like was like six to twelve weeks, which <laughs> okay. is just like which is just like a shrug emoji. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's might as well have been soonish shrug emoji, something like that. Just uh, who knows? Well. This is fun. I'm I'm looking forward to the next handful of games here for both teams. 
We got another Pooh Bear jersey game on Saturday against uh, Chicago. And then the the Winter Classic jersey drops on the day after Thanksgiving, next Friday. So my bank account will be drained. Yeah, the NHL's winning. Absolutely. They're they're getting they're they're hitting the market that they want to, which is me buying all of the jerseys. So yeah, their market is your wallet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit. Direct hit. Yep. But anyways, hopefully next week we're talking the same exact way. We got we got all positive stuff to say. It'd be it'd be amazing if we hadn't lost a game by then. And and I'm, you know, there is a genuine possibility that that could happen. So. Fingers crossed on that. Looking forward to all these games. I'm excited for the the game on Saturday, um, and the Celtics games coming up as well. I gotta get to a I gotta get to a game in person this this. Uh, yeah, this I'll have I'll, again. I'll set you up with I'll set you up with my buddy there. You you should definitely snag his seats one time. Yeah, for sure. Um, my buddy, my other buddy Andrew, who you met that time. You know, I've never sat low. I've never sat loge or lower level anywhere else for a um, Celtics game. Well, I, th- I thought we sat lower level in COVID. Did we? Oh, we were like we were like all the way up. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, that's loge, bro. That is loge, bro. But I sat Come like on. four rows off the court in uh, in Indy for like a random Sixers and and Pacers game, and that was sick. And, I want to go and, to the arena. Uh, James Harden is just as much of a bitch that close up. Yeah, pretty yeah. schlubby too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> He's still injured, and the Sixers are bad too. That's another thing. Cool. That's pretty fun. Oh man, Celtics got a <clears throat> Celtics got um, the Pelicans coming up tomorrow so we'll see how that goes that's not an easy matchup pelicans probably without zion williamson and us maybe looking uh with definitely no brogdon still maybe no marcus so we'll see how that goes they're a scrappy team we'll see yep let's go bees let's go c's and let's go stretched stretched yeah Yeah.